0: Officially, the off season here on Locked On Cardinals. Sure, there's a couple more weeks of playoff football, and you've got other Locked On podcasts you can check out to kind of preview those matchups. But we're going to give our final thoughts on the Monday Night Massacre when the Arizona Cardinals fell horribly to the Los Angeles Rams, and the Cardinals' window isn't open as wide as some thought. And who's to blame for the lack of impact makers from the Cardinals in the NFL draft? Is it the coaching staff? Or is it the general manager? It's Bo Brock, Alex Clance. We're going to answer all those questions on today's Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ah, oh, rise up, Red Sea! Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, taking some time. Join us here on Locked on Cardinals. Make us your first listen each and every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening via podcast, we appreciate it. Uh, An incredible run during the 2021 season. Sure, it didn't end how any of us wanted. But uh, here we are now starting to pick up the pieces, figure out what went wrong. We'll give our final thoughts as far as the Monday Night Massacre, the Rams just thumping the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and crew. Uh, not a great playoff debut for that duo and the rest of the guys on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, A lot to figure out this offseason. We're going to probably push this uh, as far as we can go and then some that this is going to be the most pivotal offseason of the Kyler Murray era. I mean, this is huge. Uh, And depending on who's making the shots and how they're going to approach it, I think is going to be interesting to see. Do they go after big money free agents again? Do they try to cash in one more time with the luxury of a quarterback that's on a rookie-scale contract, or do they go to the negotiating table immediately with Kyler Murray and then start to build for the future and kind of infuse this roster with younger, cheaper talent outside of the quarterback position? That conversation starts today. And also kind of who's to blame? Who is to blame for this, for the lack of impact makers from the NFL draft? Easy answer, the general manager, the guy pulling the, making the decisions – Or is it the coaching staff for not playing these guys? Because, Alex, as we kind of wrap up our thoughts on on Monday night, you got 27 total snaps on the defensive side of the football from your past two years' first-round picks, Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. And
1: what was the issue that the Cardinals faced most on, on Monday night? The inability to protect Kyler Murray. So it's unfair for Isaiah Simmons. It's unfair for Andy Isabella. It's unfair for the guys that get drafted by the Cardinals when the Cardinals should have drafted somebody else due to need, as opposed to you know having a you know failed head coach college head coaches top choice with the second round pick when they traded Josh Rosen because it was an extra pick. Like there are so many different things to discuss regarding this organization, pointing here, pointing there. But when you point out the fact that Isaiah Simmons got better. Is he a good NFL player yet? Is he somebody you can trust? Probably not. Is Zayven Collins anywhere near where he needs to be to be an NFL player? No. Will he get better? Probably. But how long is this going to take where it's like, you know what? Steve Kime nailed that first round pick. We don't even know. We don't even know if Kyler Murray was a nail at one overall. We don't know that 100% for sure yet. We've seen the, I call it the oh my God moments. We've seen the oh-my-God moments from Kyler Murray. We've also seen it from Daniel Jones. We've seen oh-my-God moments from a lot of players, a lot of quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round. And the Cardinals are playing with one hand tied behind their back when they constantly have to revamp, sign free agents, trade draft picks, when all you need to do, easy for me to say, is draft 21-year-olds who are going to make no money, comparatively speaking, for the first three or four years, depending on what round they're drafted in. That's a huge void in the Arizona Cardinals' future plans. And it has been, guess what, since 2013.
0: I have a massive problem with the Arizona Cardinals drafting players and them not finding their way at the NFL level till they're – it's time to go negotiate a new contract with them because that's what's been happening, especially with the first rounders. I mean, outside of guys named Kyler Murray, and, and I hear what your point about Kyler Murray, because when you not look, necessarily fair, it's yet. young quarterback. Well, as far as some young signal callers in this league that had success early on, and then the blueprint to stop them be- became available. And then, then they weren't even worth the contracts, the second contracts that they signed. Kyler Murray's got to face that 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 truth right now. He's going to have to make the adjustment otherwise he's going to go the way of Jared Goff, of uh, of Carson Wentz, of Mitchell Trubisky who we haven't had a, even had a decent season in the second season. Um it, it, it's it's going to be key for him to continue his maturation and his development because the blueprints out there. You put you keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, you can beat him right now. And until he proves that he can improve in, in pocket passing uh I, I don't know if, if if there is going to be an ability for him to get back on track. I, he has the skill set, no doubt about it. Um yeah. and you know, the game plan yeah, as, I mean, as we kind of
1: wrap up. I know just real quick. I mean, the interesting part about this is as you mentioned, we're gonna talk about this a lot offseason. Is it chicken or the egg? Is it the coaches not being able to develop them, or is it undevelopable players at the NFL level? And we're removing we're Kyler Murray from this. Like this isn't we'll have conversations about Kyler Murray later on. It's not necessarily fair. To group him in with Isaiah Simmons, Sam Collins, and Andy Isabella, Byron Murphy, like he's shown, he's taking strides. But as you mentioned, not until right before they got to pay him, Christian Kirk. Like the list goes on and on. The first first round pick that Steve Kime drafted, he extended was DJ Humphries, and it was this last off season. L- this off season, two off season, yeah, two last. Sorry, ago. so yeah, so last off season. What I meant, two off seasons ago, like. It's systemic. That's that's a that's an adjective you can use surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. Pretty much in the entirety of their existence.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and that also brings up the conversation as far as the window because when you think when you have a young franchise quarterback, that window is ajar and it, and it's going to be open for a long time. But we've seen that that's not the case. And when you look at the upcoming offseason, the Arizona Cardinals have some serious decisions to make. Uh, including, I mean, you mentioned DJ Humphreys. We'll get into that conversation. Let's get into the conversation as far as who we saw play their last snaps for the Arizona Cardinals on Monday night. But the game plan, you know, was horrible. Watching some film from it, uh, it was was just to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket when you've seen that he hasn't been successful in the pocket. It, It just showed zero creativity. It showed any ability to make any adjustments and it just sank the Arizona Cardinals from the opening kickoff on Monday night. It was just brutal because, I mean, everybody's been – there's been a lot of discussion about the defense, and we could talk about the lack of impact from the two first-round picks, but it wasn't the defense that really sank this team. It was, once again, for the second straight season, the offense falling short. I mean, when you look at just how it went down, four straight four and outs before a pick six, and then another interception – it was the offense that caused this team's downfall in 2021 and on Monday night. All right, let's continue this conversation as far as who could have played their last snaps for the Arizona Cardinals, why they can't find impact makers in the draft. We'll continue that conversation uh, here on Lockdown Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Brack, to follow me, Bob Brock, and of course, at AZ Cards. Thank you so much for a great season. Thankful for that. Uh, and, you know, with a great season... A big thank you to our sponsors like Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the planet and it's new year and you've got new year's resolutions. Hopefully you haven't already given up on them, you know, 19 days into the new year. And if you're if you're barely holding on, well get yourself a Built Bar if it's to get fit because it tastes like a candy bar, but it's got all the nutritional benefits that you want from a protein bar that usually tastes chalky, waxy, But this one tastes like a candy bar. It beats candy bars and blind taste tests. And most built Bars, they contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein compared to a candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You don't want that. You don't want to put it in your body. And if budgeting saving money is something you want to do in the New Year… Save yourself some cash. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BUILT.com. Yeah. Sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen all season long. This has been a banner year for the podcast. Uh, We're just pumped for everybody that's jumped on board and has joined us in the conversation, and it continues into the offseason. This is just this is nonstop. This is not something, hey, the, the season's over, and we're just going to go hibernate for the off season. This is actually when we do our, some of our finest work. We're excited to do that. Uh, this is um, like nearly four decades ago, a, a young man was, was born, and I think he was born. We found out the reason for that. <laughs> it was for this moment right here. For Kingsbury. <laughs> 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 to get his due. My co-host was put on this earth to uh, to just pan to uh, criticize to call out Cliff Kingsbury uh, on on social media in this podcast. This is your time to shine,
1: man. I mean, this is this, if if you're not gonna let it all out now, when are you gonna do it? I don't need to dance on anything that's already you know like it's I'm kind of like a hipster in that regard. You know, i come up with my things where I know I'm right before everybody else. And when the pool gets too crowded, I'll find another damn pool. So like, listen, there's a couple truths that we know. I'm sorry. Uh, Dan Taylor, I'll give you your shout out. I don't know what cliff Kool-Aid you're drinking. Um, if people think that Cliff Kingsbury is still equipped to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, you're wrong. And I'm sorry that you're wrong. I'm sorry that you think that you're right. But just because you think you're right doesn't mean you are. I'm right. And I've been right since the end of last season. And it feels good. But I don't need to jump around. and I don't need to jump around it. I'm on to bigger and better things. Maybe I'll start a cooking podcast. My, my, my job is done here, Bo. Because you know what's going to happen? Because the Cardinals are so insane and egomaniacal from the top with the bow ties down is that Cliff Kingsbury, I'm going to get another 18 weeks of this mess next year. This is going to be incredible. And you know what? Just like I said last offseason, Bob Brock, the worst possible scenario. How could it get worse? I'm going to tell you. The worst possible scenario is when the Cardinals actually play a good schedule next, a good team-filled schedule next year, and they start three and six, they're going to fire Cliff nine weeks into the season, and that's going to ruin Kyler Murray's fourth year of his rookie-scale contract. What have we talked about since Kyler was drafted? Can't waste a rookie-year, rookie-scale contract. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl, rookie-scale contract. Solid organization. Lamar Jackson has gotten so much closer than Kyler has, even though I think Kyler is still all around a better quarterback than than Lamar Jackson, even though it's kind of put into question over the last handful of weeks of this year. They have completely wasted it. And if you think that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be able to flip a switch and become a good head coach for the first time in his life, in his life. You're wrong. And I'm sorry that you're wrong. I'm sorry you think you're right, but you're not. Oh, that felt good. This go. sucks. I, I wish was they were still, like, I. this just blows. It blows that we have, like. Everybody does. Ugh.
0: Everybody does. If, if, if anybody's dancing on the Cardinals grave that, that listens to this podcast or has any interest in this team you know shame on you and i don't think anybody <laughs> is but i think there you you lead the charge as far as a large contingent of Arizona Cardinals fans and there's more after monday night than there were going into monday night that that don't believe in, in Cliff Kingsbury and they want to see change now here's the biggest issue Arizona Cardinals if they are going to make a change and i, I don't think they are uh, this is a, this is a podcast where we can speculate and can say, hey, this is what I think they should do, and they're gonna do whatever they want to do, and uh, you know. But if they do something, they have to work fast because the guys that are available that you would want that could potentially take Kyler Murray and get him back on track and and ready to tap into the quarterback that we think he can be, they're going to be gone if you drag your feet on this. Yeah, exactly.
1: And and it's that's the tough part because if you look at the record, and again, you know, if you you go into hibernation and you eat all your built bars, and you come out, and the Cardinals finish eleven and six, you're like, cool. Um, let's extend everybody. But the way it happened, I, I just don't see it. And you're right, like what we saw last year, what we talked about last year, coaching wise, it was Eric Bieniemy, it was it was Brian Dable. It's like you know what, the best thing for the Cardinals is that neither of them took jobs because if this goes sideways this year, they'll both be eligible to become head coaches. And I'll tell you what, after what we saw um, against new England with Buffalo, that's it. He's number one on the list and he should be. What more do you need to see from somebody who took a guy that was drafted what seventh overall? I think Josh Allen seventh overall, wasn't even all conference in the Mountain West the last year he had in college, and turned him into that. That's elevating a player. Sure, he's six six, you know, and he's he's a complete he's a redwood tree who can run. He was a fumble machine. He made Eli Manning look like he was he was he would he used to take care of the ball. Like Josh Allen was a mess his rookie year, and look at what's happened every year incremental, incremental, and now he's a star. And you have to give Brian Dable credit for that. But he also,
0: he also has you know the size, and he has the skill set that you would create in a lab when you're creating a like a perfect quarterback. And 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 look, yeah, he did have his skills were as raw as they come, and they were able to develop them and refine them. And they you know with it peaking so far on one of the largest stages and blowing out one of their biggest rivals and the New England Patriots with a nearly perfect. Uh, performance on on Saturday night you know that was huge and it probably not only netted Josh Allen uh, a ton of fans and, and a lot of people believing in him and, and the ability to, to navigate the AFC which is tough with the Patrick Mahomes being in the same conference but it also has Brian Dable I I, I mean you got to imagine that he's going to net head coaching gig after that unless something you know, goes horribly wrong for their offense the rest of the postseason. but even then um, you know As far as this, there's going to be so many decisions to make in this roster because of the way that they went into this season and they made some big splash signings with some veterans, some guys over 30 years old that netted some big guaranteed dollars and a lot of guys on one-year deals. There's going to be a lot of decisions to make and there's going to be a lot of voids to fill for this roster. Um, And and I'm looking at this team and it doesn't have – that much cap space, you know, is they project the cap to go up over two hundred million dollars, maybe close to two twenty, uh, according to our friends over at Spa track um, They, you know, they're around one eighty-seven, and that's with with a lot of guys already like not on the books. And when you look at where their most cap money's going to, number one, it's DeAndre Hopkins, who I think is well worth it, right. Number two is is your left tackle DJ Humphreys, who was not good down the stretch, who got beat bad on Monday night, um, who was the second most penalized tackle in the league with eleven penalties, uh, and he's gonna make he's gonna have a cap hit of eighteen million dollars with a dead cap of four million. So if you cut him, you can free up fourteen million dollars in cap space, and, and if you look at you know. Him versus a replacement type player, you can't like. That just seems like it's an easy move for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Tristan <sighs> worse would look great over there. I mean, it's oh, just like God. Yeah. It's just like this is not just this year. This is the culmination of all of the mistakes that Steve Keim has made. So, to Cliff Kingsbury's credit he could have had a better roster than what they had this year. You know, like, once again, they didn't adapt when the NFL caught up. And it's hard to, with some players that aren't equipped to be starting at the positions that they were starting in. And, you know, the secondary, like, if if your fourth-round pick, sure, Marco Wilson probably was graded higher. They said it across the board. He was graded higher. Um, so is Tay Gowan, and he can't see the field. Um, if your fourth-round pick goes down, if that craters your secondary, that's a systemic problem, drafting, etc. If Malcolm Butler retiring is like a gut punch at the age of 30, whatever he is, that's systemic. That's Steve Kime. But if you take, I don't know, like, give me a middle rung court. Give me a middle rung head coach. I, like, I, I don't know. If you take like Dan Campbell, at least the Cardinals would have been up for the last two games. The Cardinals showed the flippy floppy nature of their head coach the last two games, and that's where I have an issue. If they went down fighting and they just got their asses beat, but they didn't. There was no game plan.
0: You also have, and get back to the chicken egg scenario here. Who's to blame? I mean, you talk about Marco Wilson because he wasn't the guy that was going to pummel their secondary. It was, once again, it was Steve Kime rolling the dice on a guy with a brutal injury history, a guy they hadn't seen the field for two straight seasons. And as great as a story as Robert Alford playing whatever he did 12, 13 games. Once he got hurt, they were SOL. They were SOL, and uh, poor Marco Wilson. What he give up seventy plus yards and a touchdown on Monday night. It was, uh, you know, probably the lowest graded player in the defensive secondary. A uh, little bit more draft conversation here, and um, yeah, we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals window a little bit more here on Locked On Cardinals, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, no more games to look at spreads for the Arizona Cardinals going forward, but you have a full divisional round you can look at right now. Bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as you continue to march through the playoffs and beyond. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word to get started. From football, hoops, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts. This is pretty cool. We are going to have um, a presence on Radio Row, which is a place where all the biggest radio shows kind of go to one place and talk to the biggest guests during the week leading up to the Super Bowl. We're going to actually have our friends over at Peacock and Williamson. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show podcast is going to be on the road in LA for Super Week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL show today to get comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms, just like locked on Cardinals. So, let me, um,
1: let me ask you before we move on. So, Bo and I have been in radio for 20 plus years combined. We've both been on radio, Ro. I think you've been twice, and I've been once. You've been twice? Three times. Three times. Once, Cause twice. Because it was
0: in Phoenix. Yeah, it was in Phoenix. I was in New Orleans, and I was in uh, Santa Clara for the the uh, Broncos
1: Carolina Super Bowl yeah so I think that I know who your favorite interview of all time was um mine I think yours was Van Wilder right was oh, it was Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds? Yeah. yeah he was pretty good yeah I mean is, is there another one that is there another one that sticks out like radio rose so fun like right like we, we're gonna talk a lot yeah. of negative stuff like let's we've got another 10 minutes like, is that, is that your number? Like mine, I've, I had a couple when I was in Atlanta that blew my mind. First of all, Patrick Mahomes was sitting right behind me in the queue. The only guy that he did was a, the only one that he did was a Kansas city radio station that was right behind us. Um, Mark Summers was one of the best interviews I was ever a part of. Double dare, double huh? Dare, double dare. Yeah. That was because it, it's weird. It gets weird. You know, it gets weird at radio because there's so many people pupping so many different things, so many different charities, etc. And then Evander Holyfield bringing us a steak at eight o'clock in the morning, with his steak company was those two were insane. Those two were we insane. got to
0: interview Aaron Donald the, the season before he he kind of or the season he popped. He was uh he was he was representing Mountain Dew, and, and we're sitting there just interviewing him, and he was a really nice guy despite him trying to choke out the Arizona Cardinals left tackle on Monday Night Football. But <laughs> really, really nice guy. Uh, that was young Aaron Donald, young AD but no it's it's a it's awesome i mean the, the one thing like it it stinks in a sense because you hear the same guy interviewed and hear the same questions a lot throughout the day if you listen to sports talk radio or podcast but uh for people like us it's a great experience it's going to be awesome to hear uh peacock and, yeah, for and sure. we'll see what kind of they bring and uh what uh cuz it's some inside baseball here it's like you get to interview these athletes with the caveat that you have to push whatever they're pushing yeah. So if it's Joe Montana and avocados, you're talking about avocados. That's just, that's just (laughs) what you're doing for a little bit of time uh, during your time with these, these superstar athletes or celebrities. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy here on uh, Lockdown Cardinals fall along at Lockdown Easy Cards. Great content up there right now at Clancy's Corner at Bob Rack. There isn't a Cardinals window. It it just wasn't open as, as much as people believe. And I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but this is going to be a pivotal offseason in Steve Kime, who's, you, you have to believe that he's fighting for his job. Like he has, and, and he has been ever since really Bruce Arians exited this facility uh, to retire for a year. Uh, he, he had to kind of rediscover how to build a team. And now we're seeing, you know, the holes in his, his team building philosophy, but he's also trying to do it where he, he wants to just immediately get there and these teams have fatal flaws.
1: Yeah, there's no safety net. There's no, like, it's... a ma- So say they didn't make any moves this offseason, okay? And you had to just go with the draft. It's like, none of these people are are long... Like, the, the youngest one that was brought in was 26. You know? It's like, if you can... Like, I don't know if Steve Kyrus knows. You get to choose six players every year who get to be on your team and they're going to make no money comparatively speaking. And Steve Kime says, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go get a bunch of other people. Cause I'm terrible at drafting. Like Steve Kime legitimately is the worst GM when it comes to drafting since his, since he took the GM office of the Arizona Cardinals, the worst bottom Chris Ballard top with the Colts, Steve Kime bottom. What is the GM's number one job to draft players and to put coaches in a position to succeed he hasn't done that why does he still have a job hasn't?
0: because unfortunately michael bidwell the only thing he knows about team building is from steve kime and it's a guy that's been in the organization for 20 years and what astounds me is uh DJ Humphries was a first round pick. He's on the offensive line. He had another offensive line pick in Jonathan Cooper, who ended up being a bust after breaking his leg. But I mean give him the benefit of the doubt I mean, for that. Flashed. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that's being very, very polite. But Steve Kime played offensive line. He doesn't know how to scout the position. Like they haven't they haven't drafted any impact makers on the line. Like if you look at the line right now and the guys that were productive. They all came in either via trade or free agency. It wasn't, it. Was, they, they haven't drafted anybody. They just haven't. And, and that's a big issue. He also can't scout the wide receiver position. And he continues to draft a wide receiver in the second and third round like every year. With, you know, I, I mean, when you, Christian Kirk could potentially hit free agency, him be gone. He's been the most productive guy. He had over 2,900 yards receiving, had some flashes, but he, the consistency wasn't there. The last two guys, I mean Rondell Moore had 430 yards receiving this year, but we knew that after week 2 he didn't really make an impact for this team. And Andy Isabella is done. His days as an Arizona Cardinal are done. They were done after last what week 14 last year, inactive basically and and if he was active he was playing special teams. I think he ran a couple routes for the Cardinals this season. Inactive on Monday night. I mean, it's just Chad Williams, a third-round pick. Remember the guy that didn't even get an invite to the scouting combine. Yep. They they have an issue. If you if you're trying to peg one person for their downfall, uh, you know I I just can't get away from Kime. I can't because it starts with having talent on the roster that doesn't give a hall pass to the rest of the guys. Um, you know it, it becomes the discussion of you know he drafts them, but also, the coaches, at least on the defensive side of the football and Vance Joseph,
1: are reluctant to play as guys. Yeah. But maybe they're just not ready. Yeah. I just don't like, not everybody has to be a project. There are plenty of guys that come in and just ball out right away, you know? And they've what? had the picks, they've had the picks. You know,
0: they've had Baltimore, <laughs> Indianapolis, New Orleans. They find impact makers. It seems like each and every. Yeah. Year and in the, the late teens and early
1: twenties every year, because they're always drafting late because they're making the playoffs and they're still drafting guys that are making impacts right away. Like I, I don't know. This is, this is just the definition of insanity.
0: It really is. And, and, you know, as we record this, there's, there's been nothing, no reports of the facility outside of a couple you know uh, quotes from Zach Ertz, and he says, "You know nothing is in his uh, hands." He'd like to come back. Uh, Jordan Hicks, who's just kind of gave a little bit of a cliche guy that was very transparent about his want to get out because Steve Kime had named Aiden Collins the starter before the season began, uh, and then Cliff Kingsbury during his press conference really didn't give us anything. Uh, nobody's head is rolled. Last year, it was it was lame. They fired a receivers coach. Um, I I just I can't. I I would I I would have a hard time grasping that this team isn't going to make a, a move, uh, and make a statement with how poorly things ended. In any cap, like how do they not let at least one big head roll after the downfall in twenty twenty one? I just don't get it. <sighs> Yeah. Maybe it's coming. I don't but nothing's pointing to I haven't seen anything from a tr- trusted reporters on, on whether or not uh anybody's gonna be sent packing.
1: Yeah, I don't dude, I haven't seen anything. I mean usually this is the time of year we don't hear from Steve Kime for two months. You know, he doesn't talk if, to the if media. You, if you had the if you had the power to fire one, Steve Kim Steve Kim or Cliff King Steve Kime. You know why? Because and that's, you know, because a lot. I mean, yeah. Well, no, but it, but it's true. It's rational. Like I can say what I want. I'm, I mean, that's, I know I can, my mom says I can say whatever I want. Like I can, I can think whatever I want and show that cliff Kingsbury doesn't deserve to be a head coach, which he doesn't. And I'm sorry that you think, if you think that he does, but Steve Keim doesn't do him any favors either. Like how many, general managers of a restaurant do you have to fire because before you look at the district manager who's supposed to mold them? You know, like it's it's a culture thing. And Steve kind of like it started the culture. Again, one of the first things Cliff Kingsbury said when they signed J.J. Watt was, oh, that's a guy you don't want to let down. No coach in the history of coachdom in the NFL has ever said that about a player. That's where we're at. That's where we are. So yeah, I would fire Steve Kime because you could bring in a guy like Ed Dodds. He's going to be a guy that's going to get a job somewhere from the. I think he's the assistant GM of the Colts. Um, he's going to get a job. They need an adult in the flipping room in the ivory tower that can actually draft well and hold Cliff accountable. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm exhausted. It's uh, I'm exhausted uh, saying it, the same thing every offseason.
0: If, if Cliff were to be let go, it would be Steve kime hiring his fourth head coach in less than a duc- decade. And you can say Bruce Arians was a success. At the end of the his last two seasons weren't, were, were letdowns. You know, 2016 was a team that was the expectation was Super Bowl and they fell horrendously short. And then the last year they go, what, 7-8-1. So it's... I, I I don't I don't know any franchise that would allow somebody to hire four coaches in that that few years. It, it's it's just it's crazy. And also, you know, as far as franchise quarterbacks, uh, you know, he, he's gone through a couple of them. It's it's head scratching. And we're just starting the conversation as far as this this offseason goes. Well, we're gonna get back into positivity. I mean, Monday night stunk so bad that. I think it would be disingenuous to come out here and say, Hey everybody, you know, like, uh, let's be happy and just positive and be positive. But I I really do think that there's been such, there's so many people that are to, that you can point the finger at that did not, were not successful in their roles to where you have to kind of flush
1: out who's, who's really to blame. Well, and, and, and really quick before we go, like there's some, there's a storyline that we're going to need to talk about. This off scene is like, and I just tweeted it out. Like it's, the frustrating part about this is if you give Bill Belichick Isaiah Simmons or you give Mike Tomlin Isaiah Simmons and you give uh, Andy Reid Christian Kirk, they're pro bowlers. And that's that's the frustrating part, especially those two. Because Isaiah Simmons is built in a lab. He seems to have a very good head on his shoulders. He seems to be a very smart dude. He's just being completely misused. Christian Kirk, we see flashes of what could be. We see the oh-my-God moments as a potential wide receiver too, that could wreak havoc in the right system. And that's the frustrating part. Seeing Hassan Reddick towards the top of, of sacks in the NFC, it's just, it's an extra gut punch. It's like the Cardinals have had these players. Teron Matthew have had these players and other teams make all pros out of them and the Cardinals can't. Hey,
0: one pro bowler from the first round under Steve King, Steve Keim, one, And he's playing quarterback for you. Other than that, just – it's had some guys that made some all-rookie teams. Somehow – Isaiah Simmons made the all-rookie team. Did you know that? I, I didn't. Um, Yikes. But, you know, it's just uh, – Zavin Collins did not, just so you know. Oh. <laughs> it was it – oh. was, it wasn't that – I think minute, there's but, a, minimum, uh, think there's a minimum amount of snaps that need to be played. Right, so – uh, it's just uh, you're just getting started. We we got a great a lot of great off season content headed your headed your way. Uh, we'll start to look at the draft. We'll start to look at some free agents. Uh, I started to look at that today. Started to look at some guys that you you can say goodbye to. Uh, we already mentioned a couple today on the podcast. The conversation continues on social media at Lockdown Easy Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We're going to talk to you again. On Thursday, no crossover. We don't have anybody to talk to. It's just Alex and myself, but we have great guests. We're already talking about bringing – This is what we do here on
1: Locked on Cardinals. During the offseason, we will be guests abound of A-listers. That's what Bo and I are able to do this offseason. That's kind of what – that's the fun part. We get to talk sports about people that are a lot smarter than Bo. They're on my level, but it allows Bo to kind of get a little you know, schooling on how to actually host a show. So it's going to be great. Stay around for that. I'm just excited to talk to anybody
0: else but Alex. <laughs> so let's get going. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked on Bats your first listen. Now make Locked on Bets your second listen wherever you find podcasts.